Welcome back to Hopes and Bows. I'm Brittany. And I'm Tasia. <laughs> we'll get the intro one of these days. <laughs> I don't have one at all. <laughs> so <clears throat> glad, very glad to be approaching Aries season. An astrological new year. What day does it start? The sun moves into Aries <laughs> on March 20th. April 1st, we have a new moon in Aries. Yeah! April is very busy. We have an April 2nd Mercury Kazemi in Aries. We have more Kazemis? I love a Kazemi. I love the name Kazemi. Me too. It sounds like a magic trick. It's like, and it kind Kazemi! Of it kind of is. When we have Kazemis with the inner planets, it feels to me they're getting like doused in that solar energy. To me, when we have them... With, like, outer planets, say a Uranus Kazemi, it feels more like the sun is taking on the energy of Uranus. I don't know why. What does that even mean? So, it's like, I believe it's an Arabic term. It means in the heart of the sun. Oh, I love that. I know. So, they're just, like, doing a little, a little kiss. It's like a zero degree conjunction with the sun. A Kazemi. Uh, unfortunately, I do have to mention that on the 4th, we have a Mars-Saturn conjunction. The malefics are going to be making out, and I hate that, so we'll just move right on. And because the very next day, Venus enters her exaltation in Pisces. That's her favorite place to be. That isn't her home. It's beautiful there. So we get some more gorgeous things going on in the Pisces area of our charts. And how long does she stay in Pisces? Like a few weeks. Oh, nice. Will she be there on my birthday? Yes, she will. Venus will be in Pisces on your birthday. Jupiter will be in Pisces on your birthday. That kind of like sets the tone, like both benefics in your ninth house. So like I could see you traveling and art and... I love all of those things. I love traveling. I love art. I was literally just talking about all the places that I wanted to go the other day. Yeah. I could see that happening in the next year for you. I... With all those benefics, especially Jupiter in your ninth. Like, come on. That makes me feel excited. I like that. Yeah. Jupiter's a fun planet. I like that one. Me too. Jupiter's going to expand whatever it touches. So if something... if So if it's touching something that's already not good, it it's just kind of magnifies that. Is it going to moldivite it? It's going to moldivite the <laughs> shit out of it is what's going to happen. <laughs> Ask me how I know. You know, I... Pretended I was still in my first house perfection year a couple episodes ago. But let me tell you, during that year, um, things were pretty bad. I mean, you know, the tone of the, I mean, we have the pandemic, like, and Jupiter had been in Aquarius for most of that, uh, which is gross. And then, so it was already a bad year, bad Expanding humanitarianism. Yeah, bad vibe going on anyway. And then when it dipped into Pisces before it retrograded back into Aquarius, it just kind of like was, ah, let's make this even louder. And I was like, can we not though? But this time it's felt pretty good, especially since other planets have joined it. And especially since the Jupiter Kazemi, which was beautiful. And I don't know why I didn't share this to begin with when we first started, was kind of like entering Pisces season. There's an astrologer, he's a teacher, an astrologer that I follow on Twitter. His name is Sam Reynolds, and his Twitter handle is at Unlock Astrology. And he posted a really um, cool thread on Pisces, just kind of his takes, and I was going to share that just so we can kind of get a bit of a feel of what Pisces is about as we're closing out this 
astrological um, year. So we can take Pisces and use that expansion yeah. of vibrations right. or the density of vibrations, whichever one we need. Right. Um, so Sam started, he said, of course, after Aquarius has poured its steely and idealized waters on us, we see two fishes swimming in opposite directions before us. This is Pisces. Pisces memorializes the struggle of how the impermanent is made to endure, of how what endures dissolves away. This has real-world correlations, like how Pisceans feel both the exhilaration and the challenge of having bodies while seeking more. It's interesting to see what that more becomes for different Pisceans. What's deep is the lack of clear processing for Pisces can lead them to be chief agents for releasing toxicity to others. Maybe that's one of the reasons why Pisces change so much. Low threshold for BS. If they don't, it's hard to trudge along. Again, it's not just what's materially present that affects them. Over the years, I've kept quite a, a quiet tally of what signs use the word vibe and vibes the most. No surprise that it's Pisces, right? And it's real. Pisces will pay and should pay attention to a vibe before almost anything else they see. A Pisces and a Taurus could walk into an immaculate home. Taurus might feel blessed by the high-end comfortable things there. The Pisces feels nothing but control and wants to leave, baffling everyone. Nine out of ten times, the Pisces will be spot on. Does it mean that a Pisces will always be right about their vibes? Depends on how much space they've had for their breadth and their depth. But if they've had enough time and space to explore those depths, there are very few on the planet who will prove them wrong. What's his name again? And that is Sam Reynolds. He's at, at Unlock Astrology on Twitter. Okay. And you can read that <clears throat> whole thread there. Anyway, I just felt like that was a really good... Um, thread about Pisces. You know, it reminded me of our friend Amy at Aruka Rose. She has talked about the signs one time and she was describing the water signs as she was like, cancer is all the lakes and rivers in the world. And Scorpio is all the oceans in the world. And then Pisces is every water molecule in the entire universe. <laughs> and I was like, that's a really good, I was like, that feels like a really good uh, description of those. Yes. Or like, yeah, I like that too. <laughs> I, I think I've said, like, cancer is like the tide pools. It's like reflecting. Mm -hmm. And because the moon, which rules cancer, is reflecting the sun. And bringing the tide in. Yeah. And then um, Pisces is the Mariana Trench, the very bottom of the ocean. We have no idea what's in there. Scorpio feels like a Scorpio's lagoon. Scorpio's a swamp. <laughs> it feels like a lagoon that yeah. um, is hidden. Yeah, it um, is. And it could be beautiful perfect. if you know how to get there. Like the caves underwater yeah. in Tulum. You yeah. Know? How would you describe the other signs then? Aries definitely, I would say, a firecracker. So like a sparkler. So I, yeah, Aries, I say like a big lighter, you know? It's flicking, it's initiating. Mm -hmm. And then Leo is a bonfire. And Sag is a wildfire. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. That's accurate. And um, then what about earth signs? Oh, shit. Taurus is the home, I would say. Taurus is... Virgo is organizing the home, and Capricorn is making money for the home. <laughs> Capricorn's paying the bills. Virgo's cleaning, cleaning it. <laughs> Taurus is grocery shopping at Whole Foods. See exactly. you later. Exactly. <laughs> it's like those, have you seen those memes? It's like, what is everybody in the house? And it'll say all the signs. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Aries is the golden retriever is what I would yeah. say. Yes. 
Taurus is the refrigerator. <laughs> Gemini is the Alexa. <laughs> it just talks out of nowhere. And you're like, where did that come Cancer from? Cancer is the water faucets. <laughs> yeah, they're just crying. The leaking, the leaking ones. They're just crying. Leo is the skylights. <laughs> yes. The overhead lighting. <laughs> Virgo is the broom and mops. <laughs> Libra's the throw pillow and the throw rugs. With a curling iron. <laughs> Scorpios are the spiders that are underneath your bed. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Sag is the kitchen fire that you started when you're high. <laughs> Capricorn's the angry dad that comes in with the suitcase at the end of the day. <laughs> the briefcase. God damn it. What has everyone been doing all day? <laughs> and Aquarius is Dr. Phil on the TV telling everybody what to fucking do. <laughs> this is all pipe that broke after your house had already been flooding for a few days after a torrential like week rain said but let me add this oh i'm crying <laughs> listen uh, i have a sag mars and it's funny that you said the kitchen fire because when i was like seven first of all why was i using a gas stove at seven? I, don't I don't know but I was at my great grandma's house and she was letting me make stovetop pudding. <laughs> it was really um, fancy. <laughs> it but like stovetop, like why wasn't there just milk? I don't know. I wanted to cook. <laughs> so, unsupervised, I guess. And I put a kitchen towel like on the gas stove and like almost burned her house down. This makes a lot more sense when I asked you for a banana pudding recipe and you sent me one and there was an oven involved and I was like, oh, we're I was like, no, no, I was looking for like milk and wafers. Yeah. <laughs> so this week we're doing Killing Eve. I started making you watch Killing Eve. Yes, you're not the only person, but you were the most insistent. But so many people told me I should watch Killing Eve and I was like, why? And everybody was just like, you just should. I said I really felt like you would identify um, with specifically with Villanelle. <laughs> is what I said. And I hope that this podcast is never used as like a case study. <laughs> but I did. I did identify with her. I really did. For, I mean, obviously some obvious things and then some not so obvious. And I did identify there. <laughs> So, <laughs> turns out that was right. That was correct. Um, I like strong female characters um, in a show. I like a strong female lead. You like murder. I love murder. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love violence and murder. No, it was the whole of, like, it It was specifically her being uh, a hitman that I was like, you have, you know, I think that that Aquarian ability to be like, oh, no, this is, we're killing you for the greater good, or this is just That's a job it. I'm doing. That's it. The, detach, that, the, the ability detachment. to detach. It's just the ability to kind of, like, 
edit for the good of the collective, yes, I think. Like, it just is. do a little editing is all. Which is really funny because I didn't even put Aqua in any of her placements, but I have my reasons. We'll see. I didn't either. Because for her, I feel it's more selfish. For you, you're, you are more like, this is the right thing for everyone. Like, yeah. can we not see the it's, right path to go It's generally here? not personal for no. me. Not at all. Like, the people on my uh, hypothetical hit list. Your um, alleged hit list. Is nobody I know, no. like, personally. Nobody we could get to in, like, ten hours. No. Nobody <laughs> I know personally. So, <laughs> I like to think on a larger scale that might be Me my too. aqua moon talking. Same. I, you know, as someone, even though my Gemini moon is personalized to me, I choose people that will affect me. But mm-hmm. that's also, you know, like, you know, things yeah. like that. Things like that. We're talking about big boys. Yeah. We're talking about, yeah, make it worth it. Big guns. Make it worth it. Okay, so Killing Eve. Very, very cool. There's a female assassin. There's somebody who works for, like, the British intelligence. These are really the only two characters. I mean, there are obviously others, but these are the only ones I could even think about enough to... No. If there were... If this... If uh, Killing Eve were a play, there might be four people total in this play, and the other two would just be rotating background. Right. Maybe her husband, and, like, maybe a villanelle's... I would say I was saying maybe Villanelle is like handler the guy I forget yeah. his name Constantine um, Constantine yeah. yes um, I if there were this were a play it would probably just be the four of them to be honest mm-hmm. I started uh, watching Killing Me actually because of um, Taylor Swift but she was in a magazine talking about her favorite. Uh, Two of her favorite things were Killing Eve and Britney Spears laugh. And I was like, I love you. I love them both very much. So the fact that she said that made me really happy. But kind of actually Taylor said the same thing. She was like, I love a strong female lead. And then there's also blind items that she allegedly might put Easter eggs about her sexuality in and her referencing Killing Eve. She's very uh, outspoken about certain things that would... That seemed very strange if you were heterosexual. One of them being um, on her uh, Miss Americana Netflix special. I'm almost positive they say, what makes Taylor Taylor? And I'm pretty sure she says my gay pride. And as someone who's an extreme ally, who's been an ally their entire life, if someone were to ask me what made me me, the first thing I am not going to say is... uh, is gay pride because right. that feels a little baiting because I'm not of the community. So it right. feels very strange for me to say that. Right. Cause it wasn't just this one point I heard her talking about killing me <laughs> a few times. And so, uh, because of that, I was like, Oh, let me watch it. And then of course the first, first episode or two, it took me a couple to get into it. I wasn't instantly in it, but I'd say by season two, I was full blown. It took me a couple episodes. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. I think because my love comes Villanelle. I'm really obsessed with Villanelle. Yeah. We don't really get into her character as much until like the third episode. Right. We're kind of just following Sandra O's character, Eve. Right. Uh, from the beginning, which is necessary. We're trying to figure out, you know, where she's coming from. But I find her a husband an interesting, like, weird character. Well, it seemed like, I'm not sure why they included him at all, because then it was just like... Cast aside. I don't know. I think maybe that was... I don't know if that was to show us... Uh, how involved she becomes in this I'm case. I'm sure it was. Yeah, but but... It, it is. It's funny that there are kind of these side characters, but it very much is a two-man play almost. Uh, this dynamic that we're seeing between Villanelle and Eve. 
I find it really interesting that from the get-go, you can tell that Eve is obviously the one that's obsessed. She's the one that's done all this casework when it wasn't even her case. or just She's something. obsessed with female assassins to begin with. Exactly. That was like her... Specialty. Like, yeah. That was like her specialty. She was recruited for that reason. Think of female assassins. And then you look at the character, you see Villanelle. And that's not at all who you would expect to be an assassin. No. She's absolutely gorgeous. And there ensues this obsession between the two of them. Yeah, there's a lot of like tension and stuff. It's just a really interesting dynamic. It is. And we go through, you know, the first season is kind of Eve hunting Villanelle. And then almost in the second season, it's Villanelle hunting Eve. Yeah, very cat and mouse. Yes, (laughs) and then in the third season, it's kind of them both being separately destructive. Right. Because I would say that, um, I would say that Villanelle is absolutely in love and obsessed with Eve, but I don't think that I would say that Eve is in love with Villanelle. No, I think she was very confused by the intensity of it all. I think that she may be attracted to her, and yes, like, and maybe even love, like she, there was a part of her that loved, but there's a part of Eve that you feel right from the get-go, even with her interaction with her husband, that it was never really about Villanelle, it's about the case. Right. And Villanelle just happened to be in it, Mm -hmm. and... So she chose she was to... Obs- it was more of an obsession than a love. It was the case personified mm-hmm. right. as her obsession. Exactly. Which is why I said one placement that I think what did that you Eve say? has. I just wrote uh, Scorpio. For Eve, I had Cancer's son, Venus and Gemini is the key here. And that's going to... Uh, Venus and Gemini, I feel, is important here. Okay. Um, and then I got Scorpio rising. So I think for Cancer Sun, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably more likely that she's Scorpio Sun, Scorpio Rising. I'm going to go ahead and tell you why you said Cancer Sun, and that okay. is because Sandra O oh is a Cancer. Is it? She has okay. like a Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon. She has like a Cancer Stellium. Okay. I don't know why I know that about her. I think, I mean, Astro Twitter probably yeah. at some point. I just saw it somewhere, and that stuck with me. Really, when I was like trying to think of this, and I was like, why do I know that about her? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, she's a great actress. She really is. But I can still feel that cancer. You that, feel that because that's you. That's so funny. You, because feel she the doesn't, moon, you feel the lunar in her. That's so funny because yes. she doesn't. Nothing about her. She's a great her. actress, so she's not putting that out. That's, you feel that from her. That's interesting. Yeah, because I'm like, I couldn't tell you. Nothing about her character really, it does scream Scorpio. And honestly, if we're looking at her character, if I were... If I didn't see Sandra, if I was just reading, yeah. then I would say probably Scorpio, Sun, Scorpio, Rising. Um, but I don't really know about the moon. I couldn't really figure that out. I'm some no. Part of me maybe says Aquarius because she's so obsessed about finding the... Yeah, There's a, there is a sense of being able to detach, but like... Does she ever really, and do Aquarians really? You know what I mean? And also, she has this of, I'm doing what's best for us, but you can kind of feel that it really isn't, which sometimes I feel with Aquarians. Sometimes they come up with this, this is best for everyone. Maybe This is what I think is best for. Yeah, this is what I think is best for everyone, and it may be even behind, it's a little emotional, but I'm not even going to pretend that that's a, a considering factor. This is just the best for everyone. 
And I kind of get that a yeah. little bit from Sandra. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, actually. <laughs> so, moving on. There's a lot of Aquarius synergy in my life. So, yes. I, I really like it, though, because it's also, if you ever, I don't ever look up anything because everybody in my life has already um, thoroughly investigated the right thing to do. Yes. So, I can just ask. You have a lot them. of Aquarius, and I have an eighth house Mercury. So, what we're going to do is investigate. My sister has, uh, she's got a lot of Qu- Aquarius placements, too. Mm-hmm. So, and she's the same way she always investigates everything so yeah. between the two of you I don't have to look up anything it's helpful yeah <laughs> and if and if it's something that I don't know I'm like thank you I've actually never thought about this I will now spend the next 12 weeks <laughs> getting a PhD thank you well I don't know if I've said this before but I know that I've said it to you in sentiment that I think that once I looked at human design looking at I'm a generator and looking at people manifestors I'll say these three specific examples because this is really that I'll that I have experience with in my personal life and that's mm-hmm. generators uh manifestors and man- manifesting generators right I don't I don't really have any projectors or reflectors in my life so I don't mm-hmm. I'm not really as familiar with the, how that energy comes but once I realized that, I think that us as generators, we get really excited about things and sometimes we'll jump the gun and not listen to everything. And right. that could just be like paired with my Aries son. Yeah. But I think that it is beneficial in my life, but also in generators' lives to listen to manifestors. And I think that um, a lot of the frustration between dynamics between people could be a lot of that. Manifestors just want to be heard. They had the spark. They're creating yeah. this. But also, a manifestor's strategy is to inform. But over time, through programming or whatever, a lot of people don't quite get that manifestor thing. Like, why would we do something like this? Like, this has never been done. Like, why would we want to do this? You know, this is new. That's weird. Like, and so many of the manifestor ideas and excitement get shoved down because people, like I've t- touched on before, people don't really know what to do with a manifestor's vibe yeah and so our strategy is to inform but a lot of manifestors me included like we aren't good at that like I don't tell people fully what I want to do so it goes both ways like because a lot of manifestors aren't fully informing maybe a lot of generators aren't fully hearing so some of it's going to get lost in the middle you know and maybe it is and if everybody's following their strategy obviously it's going to go off yeah like perfectly and maybe as a manifester if you've tried to inform and people shut you down hearing that's that's gonna be your be like oh okay nobody wants to hear inform and shit so i that's and and that's where i am and i mean i still work on that not and i'm not good at it and i think that generators if we're gonna look because most of the population is generators are probably the ones that are shutting that down man gens who have ideas left and right all the time popping off Mm -hmm. if you're not taking the time to listen to that to expand then you're not using your human design for your benefit and you're also frustrating uh, another side of that human design and sometimes it takes us a while to get it all out you may get it in tidbits and you know i'm sure i know aries but generators maybe in general like they get excited when they hear this and they want to run with it but the manifester is not done like this is just forming and we're informing you as it's forming like we got to wait for this to complete and then we'll run with it but I don't know how we got into that. I don't either. But, but. I, love, I love a sidebar. And I that's love a good it. one. And it's useful. I find human design so much more helpful. You know, like I've said this a few times. Even though I don't do astrology or human design, when I do longer readings that are more than like 15 minutes and I'm looking at something 
uh, in depth. I want to know people's birthday. I do look at their chart and I do look at their human design for because a couple that, of things. Yeah, it really rounds out a reading. So you can, especially pulling up transits, like if it's a situation specific, like most people who are getting like a tarot reading or whatever, they're going through something. They want to know what's going on with the situation they've got. Like, and to be able to kind of look and you know they're a Pisces sun so all of this Pisces stuff right now is hitting that you know it's just helpful to know what's kind of going on and I don't even because I don't even I can't even I can't do really like transitory stuff mm -hmm. I will sometimes just look at like where their mercury is yeah and be like what's a way that they're going to hear this that will benefit them oh that's or very smart or yeah. I'll look at their if we're talking about like a love issue and I'm like well let me look at where their Venus is and, and if it's mood. a Venus in yeah. Gemini and you're talking about like I feel stuck with this partner, then I feel like it's beneficial for me to be like your Venus is in Gemini. Yeah. You're gonna want you're a lot of mental stimulated. stimulation, or it's not yeah. gonna work. What can, so what can you do? Yeah. So that is funny that uh, Sandra O oh is is Cancer Stellium. That's yes. funny. That resonates because I find her as an actress. Whenever I just see her, you know, being herself or speaking in interviews, I just want to give her a hug. She finds she seems so warm and yes, inviting and kind. Yes. I don't she's know this, but lives. I feel like she's a great person. And now that I do this, you know what I might start doing? If you guys care, maybe I'm the only one that cares about blind items. I might start pulling up like one or two blind items about the shows or the actors that we do. I love that. Because I love a blind item. I don't put any stock into things unless it's like something that's obvious or, but either way, it's entertaining. I think it's fun. I love to that's talk a, about it. Yeah. I, I think will, it's fun. I I can talk about like conspiracy theories having to do with celebrities all day long because yeah. a bitch has read every celebrity memoir. So like I'm here for it. So I, I didn't, I just don't try to overwhelm people because I know that a lot of people don't give a shit about that. Yeah. So maybe I'll just, you bring... know, the ones that I care about and you tell me, about I do, those. I do. Yeah. So maybe I'll, I'll look uh, for the next shows we do and pick out one or two if I find that they're interesting. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so, okay, Villanelle, I told you so I had her almost entire chart planned out, and I have reasons for all of it. Okay. So, for her, I have Pisces rising. Okay. Strictly on her ability to observe everything really quickly, but she also has that uh, cult leader type, can convince anybody around her of anything. She, I, I definitely have um, her for something Pisces because of her ability to kind of blend into every situation she goes to that and also I would say her volatility when things don't go her way the way that she thinks things are gonna go like with all of her like lovers and they're like you've kidnapped you me they're like <laughs> she's like no no we were in love and they're like no no I was terrified <laughs> she was like yeah but that's love but like, I love you they're like but it's not though she's like fine I'll kill you bye so with that I have Scorpio Sun Scorpio Venus Scorpio Jupiter Aries Mars, Aries Moon, Aries Saturn. You really do have her whole chart. I, I'm trying to see it in my head and I'm getting so lost. <laughs> I have Pisces Sun, Scorpio Moon, Leo Rising. The reason I put Leo Rising is her costume. Oh, they're beautiful. Yes. You're so right. She loves the show. That pink dress. I because tried to Google that. Because there is a part of her that feels like she also feels very much like, I know I'm the star here. Like, and I, when she st Before she stabs the dude in the neck and she's like, what's this? She asks what the designer of the comforter yes. is. And then she writes it down what? in his hand after she stabs him in the fucking eye. Yes. 
<laughs> that felt like some Libra shit to me a little bit. She's sure. like, I'm going to need that designer before I kill you. Yeah, what is this though? Yeah. This is very nice. I love the way this feels. Luxurious. <laughs> Uh, I think I had the Pisces rising for the delusion of when things don't uh, go her way. But so mainly I have her chart basically as a Scorpio stellium and an Aries stellium. Yeah, I could see an Aries moon, but I Aries, also see a Scorpio moon. I, I went back and forth with that. Uh, the volatility. It's a Martian moon. We'll leave it at that. She's I, got a Mars ruled moon. This is what I felt on that um, for the Mars and so Aries being Mars, Moon and Saturn mm -hmm. was her impulsivity. Uh, of uh, emotions when people have triggered her, uh, her actions, <laughs> and kind of her her uh, her luck really a yeah. little bit being able to kind of show up in a space and then kind of she's uh, out yeah and then she's out uh, a lot of that is Pisces too though the shape shifting that's the, true kind of moving through whatever like I I felt such a strong um, immature aggression. Yeah. So that's where I came from the Aries yeah, stellium. I like that. But then I also felt a really strong. Um, um, so another combination I had her some like Aries and Leo because a lot of times she is very childlike. Like, yeah. There is a love me. Love there's me. a very childlike nature to her, like the way she plays with um, Constantine and stuff. Or the way that she puts her head in that when she was wanting soothing and she puts yeah. her head in the one girl's head yeah. and she's like, rub my head. So I had a few options and Aries was in one of them. So yeah, Aries, Pisces, Scorpio, Leo. Scorpio, some things there. obviously, so the sun and the, the Venus feels obvious that it's Scorpio, right? Like her inability to like let go of Eve no matter what. Um, but uh, Scorpio sun too, because she is, uh, I think that when you get to know her, kind of like when, so in the season four, when she's staying with that religious family yes. and the dad's like, we don't know anything about you. It's yeah. kind of like she can do all the shows that she wants to, but it's very still apparent that we don't She's know. She's not anything. giving. Yeah, we don't know anything about her. But I don't think it's so much to the moon where it's as pronounced verbally. Yeah. So I can see that. And and kind of just uh, her impulsivity a little bit. So I think so with Aries Mars specifically the scene in the fourth season where uh, she she's staying with the family and she's. You know, she really loves the way that I, I wouldn't say she's in love with the girl. I would say the, the girl is probably in love with her because she tries to kiss her when they're at the um, church or everything. But Villanelle loves being adored by her. Yes. It, it feels very much like I need someone to like me. Mm -hmm. And so she very much needs her to like her. Yeah. And then in that, the, the Aries Mars come in to play where that moment where she snaps and she drowns her. But then she realizes it. It's like, no, 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 no. Oh, and you didn't die. And she's, she's like, like so excited. Yeah. And the girl is traumatized. And yes. she's like, no, this is amazing. She's like, this is great. I didn't. I didn't kill you. Yeah. So she wants to kill her instantly. And then she realizes like about a second later that she's like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to actually Did you watch her. last night's episode? Or I didn't. I've only seen the first um, two. Did you watch the one where they go camping? No, I haven't. But you Shit. can say it. No, say it. It's fine. I'll watch it. Well, she kills her anyway. She does. So I, she's like, she fuck it. <laughs> Tell me She what. like kills everybody there and leaves. Like, not everybody, but like she takes down a few and then is like, So that's the get Scorpio the part I mean. I feel like she wants to be that good person. She really tries. She does have that innocence about her yeah. of trying to start over. Uh, and then, you know, the inability yeah. to let things go no matter what she tries is very apparent. Yes. And then also that um, the Scorpio Venus not letting she, it go. There's some, Scor there's Scorpio something like, because... 
the obsession is there. Like all of her elaborate baptism, all of this plotting, all because of Eve. Very methodical. That is very Scorpio Venus. It, like not to hate on myself. But. Pretty sure that everyone can agree that we can all agree that Villanelle has a Venus in Scorpio. <laughs> yeah, but I would say I would say the stellium. So I wanted to do something funny. So the actress, um, so you said that you had seen that Sandra Oh has a I cancer I had to go ahead and say that stellium. when you said cancer. No, I love it. Yeah. A cancer stellium. That's really apparent. You know, rising, the round face, the big doe eyes, yeah. which I obviously have. Um, but yeah, she does just feel like moon mother when you see her. Yeah. She feels like you would give her a hug, even though she feels like she would give fans a hug too. Yeah. She, I feel like later she would be like, ooh, gross. But in the moment... Yeah. She would very much want She's, you to feel loved, and yeah. it would be only later she'd be like, ooh, gross, I didn't yeah. love that. The Cancer Sun, another thing. So, oh, this TikTok that I watched, it was talking about people that have gone to jail in the signs. So, the most silly serial killers that have gone to jail were Cancer. I thought it was Pisces. It was Cancer. Okay. The most, oh, according to her, I don't yeah. know what statistics she's yeah. looking at. But we would she have said, to ask Amy and Betcha. We would. Oh, they, they would. They would know. Yeah. The, so, in this particular TikTok, and it might be statistics from who knows a different time right. or whatever. But and then she said the most. This one made me laugh. Money fraud is a Taurus. Seriously. Yeah. Well, <laughs> duh. But I was surprised that she said um, serial killer was can cancer. Mm -hmm. and um, But yeah, the fraud thing I thought was funny was Taurus. Yeah. She said one other one, but I forgot what it was. It was... I, no, I don't remember. But it was just those specific two. But so the cancer son, that, I think that's why. Um, because while Eve is not uh, a killer... I think that we can all agree that, you know, by the fourth season, she's fucking had it. And yeah. she just shoots Constantine in the hand and doesn't give a fuck. None. So yeah. it's at that point, I feel like it's a cancer that's flipped. Yeah. That's no coming back. Yeah. Her Venus in Gemini, you know, a little bit. I don't know if I went into that. The reason I say that is not only for her love of uh, the case and not the people, but her being like, oh, no, you and I are going to, I'm interested in you right now, so it's you. Or she's working the case with Kenny. Um, so she's like, I'm gonna, even though she's listened to Villanelle, but she's like, Kenny's here, so I'm going to fuck Kenny. Or, you know, yeah. she's, she's now she's really into her husband because she is really into those people. Because I don't feel, they're the ones that are stimulating her. Yeah. Right that is what is feeding her need for information, constant input and output they're feeding that exactly i don't see her being like nefarious trying to make these people think or trying to be uh yeah she doesn't really seem to put be one like, over on them or anything no. she really does seem genuinely stimulated by that action but it switches so quickly to whatever the action is right now whatever's exciting her at the moment or then you know she works for the she's fucking that dude in the van in season four when they're doing the what company do they work for? It's like British intelligence. Yeah, a British intelligence company. Like and the CIA. Yeah, the British intelligence London. company. And she's We're really bad at geography. I know. Like Europe. She works for the company Europe. She works for Europe. And um, so she fucks the guy when they're looking at stuff about Europe. Yeah. And... Yep. <laughs> but even then, because, you know. Like she's still obsessed with the 12, though. And another thing about that. Um, uh, Venus and Gemini thing that you said, which if she, just to say this, a little educational thing. If we're saying that Eve has a Scorpio sun, she can't have a Venus and Gemini. But if she has a Cancer sun, she could. And Be why is that? Because Venus is never two, more than two signs away from 
the sun. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. Venus and Mercury. So um, it would have to be a Cancer in sun if she had a Venus in Gemini. If she had a Venus in Gemini. Yeah. Um, That makes a lot of sense because I I wanted to ask you that because I have noticed different parents because I actually know like more than a few people who are Cancer, Sun, Venus, and Geminis and they kind of show up a little bit. But that's good to know. So no one will ever be, their Sun sign will never be more than two signs away from their Venus sign. Right. Is there a reason for that? Is that just the way they travel? That's just the speed that they move. Yeah. Let's see. So if she was a Scorpio, yeah, she could be a Scorpio Venus. Yes. But what I was saying is the... um, in this season, the current one that's airing, um, she's like done with Villanelle. Villanelle she's keeps so showing done. up. Villanelle is not at all done. She's done. She's, she's like checked dead out. To me. She is still completely obsessed with this case, though. The the bringing down the twelve. Yeah, like she's the twelve is her new thing. Villanelle's no longer associated with the twelve, so that's not feeding that for her. Yeah, so I could see it. Scorp- I mean, there are just so many layers. I could also see how intense if, if, uh, you know, Eve character is a Venus in Gemini and Villanelle is a Venus in Scorpio. That is not gonna, mm -mm. no. Yeah. I think that, um, Eve likes men generally. I mean, I guess she seems open, but I I think think she's absolutely sexually attracted to Villanelle. Right. But I think that ultimately Villanelle more so was more into women. Oh, absolutely. Like uncomfortable in that. I would say that Villanelle is fluid, and I would say that Sandra um, just found, like, a woman. Oh, it's that's like, fluid, too, though, I guess. I don't yeah. know. She, I would say that she's definitely into Villanelle, though. But not right now. Does not right now, like but it? she was at some point. When Villanelle oh, yeah. was... She, she was, was sexually. She was definitely sexually attracted to Villanelle. And but I it think seems that, almost misguided. It seemed like it was fueled from the obsession with the case. That makes a lot anything. of sense. You're so right. And, you know, if you look at Venus and Gemini, it really isn't going to be the person. It's going to be about the mental stimulation. Yeah. And so I could see how the constant interest from Eve yeah. and Villanelle taking that constant interest. Oh, it's me. Yeah. She's obsessed with me. It's, it's She loves me as much as I love her. Yeah. So ensues the seasons. So ensues <laughs> the chaos. So I looked up uh, the character that plays Villanelle, Jodie Comer. I looked up her actual sign. So I couldn't get a rising because we didn't know birth time. a birth time. But what, did, what would you, if you were just going to guess? I will say this. I did, I did write this one down because I thought it was interesting. I'll go ahead and tell you. She's a Mercury in Pisces. I was going to call her Pisces rising because of the way her eyes are kind of downturned and ethereal. Okay. That's what she I'm... is very ethereal looking for sure. Yeah. So she is actually a Pisces sun um, and a Pisces Mercury and she's a Scorpio moon. I've never really seen a I lot literally about her. put that Pisces sun Scorpio Did you? moon Leo rising. That's amazing. Thing. You'd say Pisces rising? I'd say just the, her eye shape. But I may just be picking up her son. When we're talking about physical features, though, don't they look at your rising sign? Uh-huh. I like that because, you know, with older people, we've mentioned before that not, and not just older people, if you've been adopted or something, right. you may not know your birth time. Right. I like that physical features are a part of the rising. I think my grandpa is like a cancer rising, I'm pretty sure. You cannot convince me that we did not get my dad and my grandmother's rising sign with 100% accuracy. I, I will, I would literally die for that. Your grandma's was because a second, second house, house Virgo. Jupiter. No, it was the Virgo it, moon in the second house. But she also had Jupiter did you, in the And you said, house. how did that, how does that? And, how, I was like, and I said, how does that play out? Because a lot of times to me, Jupiter in the second, you might think, oh, that's a rich ass person. 
it doesn't always work out like that. It can be a lot of like not managing your shit because you're just like, you know. So, anyway. But yeah, there were very specific characteristics. I was like, it shows up like this. And we just like laughed really hard. And we were like, oh. Yeah. Astrology got us again. Got it. <laughs> Whether they believe it or know it or not, astrology is gonna astrology. All right. You can find me at BritWitchAliensitch on TikTok and Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, please. It makes my life easier for if I do readings. You can book any readings with me on my website at BrittanyMcAllister.com. You can find all my handles there. You can find everything there. Yes. And you can find me at Helen Stick Honey on TikTok and Instagram. And we're going to do, we have some exciting stuff. We're excited. We're going to, we're going to do fun stuff. Yeah. We've got exciting stuff planned. So. Mm -hmm. We love you guys and thank you for being here.